Welcome to Turning Points, Clearway Capital Solutions podcast series, where we talk to leading investment managers and general partners in their respective asset classes about the evolution of their markets and how they are responding to these changes. Established in 2008, Clearway Capital Solutions is an independent and privately owned company providing business development and capital advisory services to investment managers in alternative and traditional asset classes who are seeking to engage with Australian and New Zealand investors and their consultants. The Turning Points podcast series provides listeners with direct access to the insights of our investment partners. This podcast is for educational and illustrative purposes only and does not constitute and should not be relied upon as financial advice. The podcast will be provided to listeners on the basis that they are either sophisticated or professional investors. Today we are joined by Maktada Mohammed, co-founder and managing director of Abitrium Capital Partners, a specialist Australian fund manager who invests in event-driven special situations transactions. Abitrium Capital Partners provides patient, secured capital and solutions to leverage mid-market companies with solid underlying fundamentals in circumstances where banks and non-bank institutions are unwilling to provide funding or refinancing. Maktada, can you say something a little bit about yourself? Hi, Dennis. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, look, I'm Muqtada Mohammed. Um, I'm, as you said, uh, co-founder and managing director of Arbitrium Capital. Uh, I have a background in um, uh, corporate restructuring um, and advisory, uh, having worked in the last 15 um, years in, um, uh, in some of the largest uh, restructures um, in Australia and New Zealand. Maktada, we often hear about the growth of non-bank lenders compared to traditional lenders such as banks. Is this simply because the banks are limited by their capital requirements and non-bank lenders are stepping into the breach? Or can non-bank lenders provide greater flexibility, turnaround times and so on? Can you elaborate? Uh, Yes, that's right. Um, The exponential growth in um, non-bank lending uh, has mainly been due to um, increased regulatory constraints on banks following both the GFC uh, in 2008 and, and the Royal Banking Commission uh, in 2018, um, which, which, uh, which has reduced the risk appetite for traditional banks. Um, banks are unable to lend to mid-market corporates that just don't meet their low uh, risk criteria. Um, and any stress um, on these credits um, is likely to flow onto the traditionally regulated financial system. So this is where um, non-bank lenders or private credit or private debt really shines, as uh, as it, it it doesn't have the same regulatory constraints, um, and so non-bank lenders uh, are able to provide greater flexibility in their in their structures. Um, uh, that that doesn't mean that um, uh, non-bank lenders, uh, including including funds like us, like Arbitrium, uh, don't run a rigorous credit risk assessment uh, process prior to lending, but for the structures, um, they can be innovative and flexible with, with the lending structures. And, yeah. Super funds are said to be stepping into the breach vacated by the banks. How do they differ from traditional non-bank lenders? We've heard that as well and seen that, um, uh, that super funds are stepping into direct lending transactions. Um, but it is through participating in larger syndicated transactions. Um, we haven't seen super funds participate in uh, bilateral transactions. Um, 
how how super funds differ uh, from traditional non bank lenders is um again uh, it comes down a little bit to uh, risk appetite um, um as as you can appreciate uh, non bank lending can be across the the risk spectrum um and i we've seen um traditional non bank uh, sorry uh, super uh, super fund uh, that are coming at the non bank lending space uh, are more in the in the leverage finance uh, space um and and uh, and more opportunistic um, space sure what has been the impact of higher interest rates on the serviceability of borrowers uh are there certain industry sectors that are more at risk and and hence provide greater opportunity for your team that's a good question uh, particularly in this uh, in this credit market um, in this changing credit market and it, it depends on the borrower's level of risk by that i mean that stressed corporate borrowers may find it challenging to service debt um, at higher interest rates um the rise in in the base risk that we've seen over the last 12 months uh, um is probably what what leads them to refinance uh, their existing banks and um, uh, for uh, for an alternative like a non-bank lender and that's probably because they've breached the ICR issues and this is where non-bank lenders like us um uh, work with our flexible structures where we can we can have interest um uh, for example interest being uh, part uh, paid uh, partly in cash partly capitalized um thereby aligning um uh, the the serviceability of the debt with the uh, cash flow generation capacity of the borrower and um, to answer the next part of the question second part of the question um from a sector perspective we are seeing sectors like um construction um manufacturing and retail services that uh, there are the highest list risk of uh, uh you know debt serviceability um because of uh, the rising interest rates but then there are sectors such as mining uh, and mining services that are able to service debt even at higher interest rates uh, purely uh, because of the um uh, strong uh, underlying commodity prices and um, that they are able to withstand um the the increase in, in rates somewhat related to that to my previous question how has um abitrum responded to the higher interest rates has the team made any changes to the investment process sector focus or portfolio construction look the abitrum investment process um is always uh, strong um and and places a lot of emphasis on the credit risk assessment and the downside risk protection um so in saying that uh, we we've, we've, we've spent more time making sure that our borrowers have the ability um to pass on increase in input prices uh, to their customers so so even if there is an increase in 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 um uh, higher interest rate which which uh, effectively means an increase in their cost of capital um we we, we try to see is that is that being able to pass on to their end customers and from a sector perspective focus we haven't changed much uh, uh, in 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 the sectors that we are looking at but but we are avoiding segments of construction sector particularly builders that uh, um uh, building uh, builders that are focused on residential housing construction we have heard about the emergence of covenant light loans in the US private debt market have you seen that development in our region um, generally have lender protections weakened in recent times No we haven't we haven't seen that um uh, our covenants generally have higher headroom 
than traditional banks. Um, but we're going to senior secure lo- loans with the right downside risk protection. And uh, on, on valuations, valuations have undergone um, a correction um, in the last in the last uh, year um, or so. Um, and, and this, as, as you have these corrections, I think what that requires is uh, uh, an appropriate um, sizing of the debt um, uh, to, to align with uh, with those uh, updated valuations. In saying that, we haven't seen uh, many issues to our uh, to our valuations of assets in our uh, loans, um, and that's probably uh, reflected by the sectors that we 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 go into. Um, uh, the, the sectors that we are in, um, we've we've gone into sectors where we haven't really seen uh, a decline in or, or, a, or a material change in the valuations. Maktar, when assessing stressed companies, how does the team differentiate between fundamentally poor businesses and higher quality businesses that raised debt during the benign conditions we experienced before the um, the latest rate hiking cycle? Uh, look, fundamentally strong businesses should be able to raise debt in any uh, credit cycle. Um, when it comes to uh, businesses that are that are in uh, stressed but but have strong fundamentals we generally try to understand what is the source of the stress and in most cases um the source of the stress can be uh, our macro factors um or, and and factors or issues that are outside of the control of the of the borrower uh, of the corporate um and and that's uh, part of our uh, lending criteria is also to understand that and try to work out a mitigant of on how those stress factors can be dealt with. Um, you've uh, talked a little bit about how you're a little bit more active in working with the companies. What, what does active management mean for Abitrim Capital? Sure. Um, active, uh, Arbitrum actively gets involved in each of its investments um, to ensure that there is value creation, um, especially for our enhanced uh, enhancement instruments. Um, this means that we frequently get involved. Uh, we have frequent meetings with our borrowers. Um, it could be uh, fortnightly, monthly, and in some cases, even weekly um, uh, with the management teams. Uh, we also take an observer position on the board. Um, we we uh, get involved in, um, in uh, strategic uh, negotiations. Uh, an example of that is we we went to uh, we went overseas to Stockholm, uh, Sweden, uh, on one of our uh, for one of our borrowers that had to deal with a uh, a major issue with one of uh, their largest suppliers, which had a, a strategic impact on the business um, and 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 thereby on our uh, credit enhancement instrument. So, McTata, what's the outlook for the um, event-driven special situation space? Dennis, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, look, our view is that um, the private credit space will continue to grow um, uh, in, in, in this market. Uh, um, it's growing all over the world, and, and, and Australia is, is no different, um, and especially as the banks uh, uh, retreat and um, there'll be more opportunities. Um, our deal flow is very strong at the moment. Uh, we're seeing an uptick in, in our opportunistic uh, transactions and stressed and distressed transactions. Um, and we, we, we feel, we think that as, uh, um, as, uh, over the next 12 to 24 months, uh, there will be more, um, uh, there'll be more opportunities in, 
in in um, opportunistic growth transactions where they don't meet the uh, credit metrics for for traditional banks. Uh, at the same time, we think there'll be growth. Um, or they will. They'll be expect there to be some more um, uh, capital restructures um, to right size balance sheet, and we also think that there there may be some corporate uh, defaults or an uptick in corporate defaults. And so that means um, those sort of event-driven special situations transactions that covers all of those buckets, uh, uh, that's where Arbitrium focuses. And I think we will see a lot more um, in uh, opportunities coming our way. And so I think, I think the, outlook, um, the outlook seems, uh, um, seems uh, strong for our strategy. Um, but it also will allow us to deploy our flexible capital um, and and uh, get borrowers. Uh, we provide borrowers the right flexibility they need to uh, restructure and grow their corporates. Thank you for your time, McTutter. Thanks, Dennis.